guys, this is me, Oshi, and this is the Cafe Pause, and we are already at the third episode, and it's amazing and great, and we are in deep lockdown again, and that's not great and not amazing. But I'm here with Ildi, Gabor, and Nino. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. Hi, everyone. So maybe let's start with some introduction, because my listeners already know me, I guess, but they don't know you. So please, introduce yourself a bit. Okay, ladies first. Uh, hey everyone, I'm Ildi. I'm from Hungary, originally from Budapest. I'm living in Krakow for six years. And I think like majority of us, I'm working for a corporation, like all the experts here. So that's all. Uh, my name's Nino. I'm Venezuelan born to Colombian and Italian family. I moved to the UK when I was about five years old. I traveled recently and I've been in Poland for two years. I came here to study. Currently I'm finishing studying and working. Oh hi, yes, I'm Gabor and I used to work in corporations also but uh, I quit and after that I established my own business which is not really going very well at the moment because uh, it is about public speaking and teaching how to speak in public. So that's quite hard to do to organize workshops at the moment. And yeah, like online presence, I don't I don't like it that much. But yeah, long story short, I've been living here for eight years already. So I knew Krakow very well. Like until the lockdown ends, I will stay here for sure. So now probably you are thinking that how it comes that I don't have just one guest, but I have three one. It's not because I'm greedy, it's because today we're going to talk about a topic that I really would like to have more people to be represented. So that's why we have two girls and two boys, because today we're going to talk about sex, sexual relationships. Yes. And all these topics that is connected to this. Because now in November, maybe you heard the news. It's a very difficult time in Poland. So I think it's really time to talk about this. So let's talk first about sex education, because I think every school usually they offer some kind of sex education. So did you receive it or like how it looked like? Mm, no, I mean, not at all, except the biological usual studies in the elementary school. Basically, not at all. Once our biology teacher asked the girls to stay uh, in the room after the class ended, like half an hour hour and then he gave us some little books we were like 14 and he gave us some some little flyers more like flyers that you know what's period about and just the kind of sort of with cartoons and in a super easy way that have a look girls and if you have any questions now this is the point (laughs) And to be honest, we already knew everything that time. So we just thanked the flyer and his goodwill because he was the only one. And that's all. So actually none of at the school and none from my parents, at least. It was a kind of taboo topic. Mm-hmm. We actually had twice this uh, sex education and that twice it means uh, two times 45 uh, minutes. So that is a normal class uh, in Hungary. And how it went is that uh, the first one was quite awkward. That was the the first one when we were about 12, 13 years old, something like this. We also knew everything. The teacher didn't really want to do it. So we were just kind of joking around. And uh, yeah, it was was really useless. But for the second time, there was a guy that was actually a student from the university. So uh, he was studying to become a medical doctor. 
And he was uh, pretty cool about it, and he didn't only talk about how it works, right? Like the penis goes to the vagina, and there's ejaculation, and baby or not, ta 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 ta, like all these things. Uh, but also about uh, the emotions, like how do they go? Like what oh, is okay. it that uh, that people need during sex? So of course, when it's just forty-five minutes, there is not much to to discover, but. Everybody was super interested, and there was a really great atmosphere. And do you think it was the the the, the um, idea of the school or parents? Because normally it's not school, included. Definitely, it's school. not included into the normal mm. by state provided, mm-hmm. you know, method. Like, I was uh, I was studying in a Lutheran school because, mm-hmm. uh, like, on paper I'm Lutheran. And uh, this uh, this school, I guess, found it uh, more important to to have this mm-hmm. education. And uh, back then, I thought that like this is nothing, you know, like okay, what the hell can I do <laughs> with this? That's not enough. But now I see, like compared to other people, what they tell me is that was actually, yeah. you know, compared to what yeah. others have, it's, it was quite a lot. How how old were you when you had the classes? So the first, I think, 12, 13, second time, 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. more... Something like this. Right. I, I, I've never had classes. Uh, I remember, like, most of my school's uh, years were in the UK. And we... I mean, maybe I can recall one class where they had um, they had us, like, put condoms on a, on a cucumber, I think it was. And it was funny because um, it was on a uh, in, it was in a workshop class, so it was like where we do the woodworking and like making mm-hmm. anything with our hands. And those tables had clamps on the corners, so you could like attach wood pieces and cut them. And that's where we put the cucumber, and then we no. would like put the condom on the cucumber <laughs> there. Yeah, but that was like that's the only time I recall having any sexual education, apart from the obvious biology where they teach you the genitalia, like oh. they describe the body, but. That was the only time. Most of the stuff that I learned about sex was either through porn or, yeah. uh, you know, like awkward conversations with my friends. Or friends. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or their friends. Yeah, or yeah, brother yeah. or sister, if you have. Did you do it? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, oh, yeah. yeah. And Bravo magazine. I don't know if in the oh, UK yeah, at least existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teenage magazines about exactly. ask, and ask questions. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, for us, we had uh, sexual education. We also have like separately for boys, for girls, and then one session together That's nice. mm. and what I really did appreciate that during high school we had like just a catch up mm-hmm. and uh, like basically the teacher who was like conducting this whole uh, education like we also talked about abortion and that it's normal that if you if you if you realize that you know because things can happen it's not because yeah. you sleep around and you are a slut no you know things can happen maybe there was some issue with the condom so in this case uh, if you can't go then maybe you should reach out for your teacher or for your parents so someone can come mm-hmm. with you. But, like, it's normal, nice. you have the right to get it. And, you know, it's just better to, to have it than to have a baby when you are 15 or 16. Yeah. So it's like, you know, just chill. And I remember that the teacher also said that, oh, and you know, like, there is this trick that you, how you can put the condom on with your mouth, but I'm not going to show this. <laughs> no! Like, oh, but she was me. really cool then. <laughs> I mean... Like for a second, I think everybody was, cool. was like, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, can can you just not do that? It would be cool. just just great. But yeah, also in elementary school, like we had a like a 
It's so bad. Every time I think about this, I just feel so ashamed. So there was this uh, nurse who always came to the school and talked about HIV, how to wash your hands, like these basic mm-hmm. things that you should know. So like at one point, we were just calling her the HIV lady. And then oh. I realized that because she's the woman conducting this workshop, you know, and like, you know, the, the HIV lady is going to oh. come. And it's like, oh, no, <laughs> she's, yeah. But she always came. And, you know, like she starts with the kids, like how to wash your hands, to clean your nails and like, you know, how the grades are going up. Like she's talking about menstruation and having sex. And then since it's elementary school, it's it's early. Like if you have this question that is it, it is early to have sex. Yeah. But, you know, if you wait with it, just be careful, you know, use condoms. So it was very useful. And I think it's better early than later yeah i mean like, even you know, if 12 13 you feel like ew don't <laughs> talk about it but still i mean of course i don't tell how old i am but <clears throat> uh, i think nowadays it's not even you know um surprising like to be with someone like even 14 or 15 mm. which is basically the first uh, class of high school so you should make it still in the elementary back I think 12, like 13 is about like mm-hmm. the perfect yeah. time. Like I think before that, they're still, you're still too young to be. Mm. Unless, like I, for example, became like sexually aware, uh, very young. But I mean, it's difficult. That really ruins your childhood. And I think for the, for the kids that have the privilege not to, have to go through that, like 13 is a perfect age because, you know, girls are coming into the age where they're soon going to be exactly. starting uh, their periods. So and how old were you? When I knew about sex, not when I had sex, that's what I meant by sexually aware. <laughs> uh, I was about six when I found out. Yeah. yeah. From your parents? Yeah, I walked in on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, um, it was awkward. <laughs> um, Did they try to explain or? No, kind of just like, you know, shoved it under the rug and then. But, you know, like, no, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, from then on, they started locking the door, which, okay, but a little too late. But, um, but no, yeah, that's why I think, you know, 13 is, is the right age. I mean, as a, yeah, you do have that mentality where you're still like, oh, you SEX, you know, rather than saying the word but i think that's the perfect time to like start really you know because especially now like now um all of this stuff is so easily accessible mm-hmm. like sure you can have like parental locks and stuff like that but i think 90 percent of parents don't do that i don't think i would even do that myself like you know parental locking my computer my internet that's just such a long process and you just need to watch mtv a yeah, video exactly, clip. i mean exactly. i don't want to sound yes. like my old grandma but seriously you just watch a few of the video yeah video clips nowadays and it's like oops yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's a bit you know explicit because i also had the luck to to walk in and it was like no 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 and uh, i think it's also interesting how parents are not talking with their kids about this Uh and it's normal like okay you don't have to sit down and say that Mm. oh you know like this is but actually i would expect yes i I mean i I don't know in the uk but in hungary in general when i talk to my friends like the, the, the the structure of an average family i say it's like we're not talking. Like on unconvenient things or or basically nothing. Mm. Like, you know, like deep, like heart to heart or 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 you can cry on your mother's shoulder when with your first breakup. It's just mm. you know, everyone is strong, everyone is independent and yeah. we just have our lunch on Sunday 
all fine, all fine, and mm-hmm. you know, like silence. So actually, I think it should be, especially and sorry, gentlemen, <laughs> but especially in that age, to go to the gynecologist. Mm. Majority of my friends, we found out on our own, or with a friend of a friend or an older sister. Because you just simply don't have, let's say, that intimate relationship with your parents that, listen, I have my first boyfriend, please come to me. Mm-hmm. Rather, mm-hmm. you know, not, not saying anything. So actually, I would say, yes, it should be like that, to sit down and explain. Then, you know, the, 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 the trust level is increasing. And in case if the boy or the girl is in trouble, mm-hmm. then they don't need to take the illegal 72 hours pills but easily say to mom or dad that, listen, I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. But they are not in this relationship. I think like, there's, uh, there's another aspect to it because uh, I was also similar in this case that like sexually aware. I, I was also six when somebody just brought this magazine, yeah, this mm-hmm. magazine mm-hmm. To, to the school and showed like, oh, yeah, this is how it's done, <laughs> you know, like, oh, pussy, dick, da-da-da-da-da. And I, I remember that I, I thought that it's so disgust, disgusting. Yeah, that, so that was my I'm first never thing. going to do this shit, you know. That, that was my first thought. Like, but even with the kiss, I thought when my friends told me that, you know, tongue with the tongue, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And uh, just one, one more thing that I wanted to add is that I think what is also unhealthy that is, uh, is hidden in the family, mm-hmm. not just like not talking about it, but not showing it either, because I don't think it's normal either that you, it's, it's so hidden that uh, it's not done in, in front of, uh, for example, the children. And when you, saw it, when you see it in the movies, actually, what my perception is, is that violence is much more accepted in the movies than sex, for mm-hmm. example. And isn't that retarded? I it think is. it's super retarded. Like, why? Yeah. Uh, like, can somebody explain how can a child be devastated for the rest of his or life if he or she sees the parents fucking or but having sex, so making far, love? Not to go so far, like uh, seeing them making love. Mm. Even nudity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just from the bathroom, I don't say, I mean, I don't have any children. And also in my family, it was not common to walk around completely naked. But not even from the bathroom to the bedroom without, you know, this bathrobe or towel around or already dressed up. Never. Zero. So it's such a taboo. Mm -hmm. So not to go so far to see them sleeping together. Just even the naked body. It's even at home, in your own home, where should be the safest place. And this is how I think children are, you know. Yeah, it's a problem, right? You, You just hide... Yeah, the, the sex is such a taboo, like it's such a taboo, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy, like for example, Colombia, I, I was in Colombia a couple of years ago, I think it was 2017 when I was there, so not, not that long ago, and it's still such a taboo there, it's like, you know, you're, you're in your 30s, and yeah, most, in most cases you're still living with your parents because of how, how the community is in, in South America, and they would still not have sex in the house if, for example, the grandma's in the house. Like, that's such a taboo. And, and it's become a business because now, in, for example, in Cali, which is where my family is from, mm. there is a motel in every corner. Every oh, corner. Wow. It's crazy. Like, wow. as, as much as you would see, uh, like, uh, liquor stores here in Poland, you see motels. And they're not, you know, they're not hiding it. They're like, 
they're you know uh, big letters motel and they're like all different types you have like fee motels so like every room has a different theme or the very discreet ones they or, you have know, happy like, hours fancy ones. yeah yeah it's um it's it's become a business because sex is such a taboo in in colombia it's, it's you know like if you're young and you have your partner and you've been dating for the best part of five years, you still yeah. wouldn't be able to have... You wouldn't be... Like, if you're having a sleepover, the, the mother will still not want you to sleep in the same bed as your partner. Wow. You've been together for five years. You're practically engaged. And it's still such mm-hmm. a taboo. It's interesting what you say because, uh, like, the stere- stereotype that comes to me from mainstream culture about South America is that everybody is like, oh, hola, chico, hola, chica, como estas, oh, vamos a bailar. No. Like, this is, uh, this is the stereotype that I'm getting. Yeah, but, but so you it surprises me what you yeah, say. Yeah, because, like, I, I say, uh, I would say, for example, that um, the older generations are very, very conservative. You know, mm. they're very... Like the the way of thinking is very close. Like the gays are a problem. Um, you know, having sex at home is a problem. Um, showing anything like expressing yourself sexually, for for example, as some people like to do, is a problem. You know, but you, the lady in a bikini. It's uh, a problem at the store. Like, like all right, you know, as, a, as a sales thing, yeah, oh, no, okay. sure. or at the I think magazine. It's, it's cover. already a different thing if oh. we are talking about like yeah, you can sell things with sex, but you can't have sex. They will like, still look at it. They will still look at it. That's why you can tell things with sex. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't you have sex. Have it. Like yeah. how mm-hmm. it comes, for example, that with a half-naked woman's body, you can sell food. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, I'm not going to eat this hamburger, but I'm just going to hold it and I'm going mm-hmm. to be like mm-hmm. super luscious, you know. But you can't have sex. Because if you have sex, you're a slut. Mm-hmm. End of the story. So... Let's then, you know, because I see that we, we get a bit <laughs> out already of the question, which is good and fun, but uh, because I, I heard some thoughts about this. So what would you, if you would be the person who organizing sex education, what do you think, what would be important to include more? I would say, for example, to be more like positive about the topic, to not like have this that it's a necessary area that we have to deal with if you want to have babies people has to have sex so we just you know let's talk about it like just like as shortly as we really have to but let's not talk about it too much because then it's already filthy i think it's important to be realistic and when you're speaking to you know teenagers you know you're not speaking to idiots anymore you're speaking mm-hmm. to to, to kids that are, if not already know about it, because in most cases they probably will, mm. you need to just be realistic. Look, you're going you're gonna to have sex. It's <clears> going <throat> to happen. It's very unlikely that you're going to wait until marriage. If you do, great. You know, I had a lot of friends who were still virgins until 21, <laughs> and they felt like self-conscious about it. They felt like, oh, I'm like late. I'm like, mm. you know, taking my time. But at the same time, I was like, you know, it's good that you are. It's good that you know. It's it's it's, it's something that you are allowed to to maintain your your virginity until you find somebody that you feel comfortable with. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that, and it's sad to see that in 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 the younger generations that that might be a thing. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's just about being realistic, telling them, look, you're gonna have sex. If you have sex, it's important to be smart. You know, use a condom. Like, don't don't be irresponsible. You know, like. It's just about talking to them as as they would want to be talked to, not tell them that sex is this evil creature that you shouldn't be even thinking about it. Because no. you know, reality mm-hmm. is that you know, if if anything, some of them might even already had sex at thirteen. 
uh, about the time which I would definitely include. So first of all, to be open and, you know, trust on someone, an older sister, mom, teacher, whomever. Uh, second, not just uh, the safe sex like mm-hmm. uh, condom and be smart and so on. But I would like to underline from girl perspective, emotional mm. safety. Yeah. That don't feel pressure even if you are 15, 16, or 21 mm-hmm. as your friends. Um, so no pressure and and also feel safe with your partner, mm-hmm. especially the first time. For mm-hmm. girls, it's, it's like, I think, one of the most important, which can um, stamp or stigma forever mm-hmm. the rest of her life. Yeah. So just once, emotionally, and of course, by mm-hmm. physically, and so on and so on. Safety, then go for it. Yeah, but uh, the emotional part, I would also include the boys because it's not just the girls' part to, to deal about the emotions and deal about mm-hmm. safety and how it would be safe for me, but to also teach boys that, hey, you know, like, it's okay to ask, it's okay to wait, like, people can say no in different levels. If you know that someone has problems saying no, then let's not push the person. Because I think, um, especially if you're talking about this rape culture, for example, mm-hmm. it's always on the girls. Like, you have to be the one who prevented. You have to be the one who is not outside. And you have to be the one who's less, like, showing off. But maybe also in sexual education, we should talk with boys about these things. That that, no means no. Yes, and uh, and also for Mm. them. Because I think Mm -hmm. we are not talking enough about that, you know, rape can happen also with boys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, I I would go as far as to say that, you know, it'll be good to teach both girls and boys that, you know, like, for boys, for example, me growing up, it was very common to see sex as, oh, I just want to get it over with. I just want to do it. I want to feel it. I want to, like, experience it. And it's cool. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, be a man. It's so cool. Exactly. Like, you're going to be such a Mm grown-up and stuff. But I think it's important, I think, uh, to, to, to make it more... Uh, to emphasize more how how much better or how much like how uh, like just the experience itself is when when there is an emotional connection with the person right it's difficult however obviously because at that age you mistake a lot of emotions for like feelings for love for whatever but uh, I met uh, I have close friends who for example had sex just for the sake of having sex and they lost their virginity just for the sake of losing their virginity. And even guys that now, uh, you know, they're, they're older, they're 20, they're in their 30s, coming up to the 30s, and they regret it, you know. And it's something you can never take back, you know. You can never go from having sex for the first time with somebody you have feelings for, as much as it might be love or just like, a, a, like an affection with. To just having sex for the sake of having sex and it's mm-hmm. something that you can never, you know, take back again. And yeah, for guys, it might not be as much as for girls, but I think it's not, it would be nice to be able to teach them that, to be able to emphasize, look, it's so much better to, to be able to experience that and, and give that to somebody who you have feelings for rather than just doing it to be cool. Mm-hmm. Right. I think uh, like you touch a very important point there and I, I feel this conversation goes a bit like uh, alongside stereotypes because I don't uh, really understand like how 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 can it um, just turn up as a question like whether guys should uh, talk about their emotions or whether it should be included in guys sex educations because guess what guys have feelings too mm-hmm. so yeah, that's, that's why it um, 
And you know, like when when they are entering in a sexual relationship, sometimes uh, they are also pushed. Sometimes they also do things that uh, that are according to the peer pressure, mm-hmm. etc. And they can also be hurt. And sometimes it's also true, maybe not the mean the majority of the cases, that the guy wants to slow down and the girl doesn't. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that everything can happen. Mm-hmm. And I agree that uh, it's there supposed to be a conversation, and so the most important thing in the education should be in my point of view is to create the frames of this conversation to teach the kids how to create the frames of the conversation so to make sure that you are on the same page yeah Yeah. and it's like you also mentioned rape culture i don't think really it's in the culture i think it's because of the lack of uh, of this conversation and the lack of uh, of understanding each other so it's like, for sure, there are some guys who are ready to rape and, you know, to, to ready to, to cross the boundaries that shouldn't be crossed. But I think most of the guys, they just don't know what to do. They have no fucking clue. And they see the girl and they just lose their minds. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to, um, how to say, like, uh, validate. validate what they are doing. But I, I don't like this because, uh, like, when you say rape culture, it makes me feel that rape is somehow innate in men. You know, like, that's, that's what they are waiting for. Like, finally, there is the opportunity. <laughs> Let's rape. And in most of the situations, I don't think that's the case. I think it's just a lack of conversation and, for, and mutual understanding. For this, um, next to it that I completely agree with, and maybe I go too far, but... For this to change, we should go back to the really, really fundamentals. Yeah. Like, not just from 13 to talk about the boys and feelings because of why. I don't know in the UK or in Venezuela, but in Hungary, it's still the approach that big boys don't cry. Yeah. Girls are nice if they are in a silent. Mm-hmm. So, But that's everywhere. Like, from the parents, from the grandparents, from the state, from the, the commercials. Like... Like, like, you know, in a, in a macro environment, that's the thing that even if you say, mm. which I agree that, of course, also boys have emotions, since they are two, this is what they hear. Big boys don't cry. You're a soldier. You mm. cannot cry. You cannot express your feelings since they are two. And there's also far the elementary school and talking about sex. So already the basics are, I think, a bit of, let's say, screwed mm. up in this way. Because that's the structure of the the country, the society, the culture, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's the yep. same thing as Edgar was said that like basically, if people would like really open up these box and communicate about these things, then not just on sex education but also at home probably things could you know change. But also boys would be able to to own their feelings and not feeling like you know I can't really show it how I feel because then I'm a pussy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but until mm-hmm. you see, I mean, um, under many articles now, so after this Me Too tsunami and, and, and feminist um, moves and so on and so on. Anyways, also in Hungary, luckily more and more uh, articles appear about domestic abuse, women in trouble, and next to it, boys in trouble. That mm-hmm. people just, you know, simply forget that mm-hmm. topic, right? And honestly, I'm I'm... One hand, completely pissed off. Second, heartbroken to see. Okay, I know the Facebook community is not representative, (laughs) but still. When you see that there is a teacher 
girl, let's say 25 year old teacher girl, and basically raped a 14 year old boy. Okay, mm-hmm. and she is accused by charge and goes to the prison, blah blah blah. And you see the comments, and 99%, especially men. Oh, I wish to have a teacher like that. Oh, why she didn't teach me when I was 14? Like, zero. Yeah. So it, mm-hmm. it just simply doesn't go through the message. If a 14-year-old boy says no, it's the same value no as a 14-year-old girl would say no. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of joke. Yeah, I think one of the major problems with that is um, and it's what I've noticed as well. From I've seen articles like this as well, right, where, where 14-year-old boys are being are having sex with their teachers and then the teacher is, 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 is prosecuted and, and, and such. But what I've noticed a lot is... is a lot of these cases, the teacher, the, the woman, tends to be, you know, an attractive woman, right? A blonde, blue eyes, skinny, yeah. looking really nice. And and that's what leads to this machism, machismo, where these guys are like, oh, yeah, she's super hot. I wish I had a teacher like that. But, and this is sad, if the teacher wasn't an attractive woman and was in the same situation, I guarantee you that the comments would be a, a, a Probably, so much just, different. you know, that's the echo mm-hmm. exactly. from the readers. That's the that, that, yeah, she or he was lucky, right, mm-hmm. to have first as a, as a teacher girl. Mm-hmm. Or, so that's mm-hmm. back to this communication and back to the basics. Yeah, that's, that's my point, right? That, that with, with female teachers or female, female pedophiles, a lot of them are, are overlooked or not judged as harshly if they're an attractive person, if they're mm-hmm. an attractive woman. However, with guys, and I'm not trying to defend pedophile guys, but, you know, it's the, the looks of the person, how attractive he mm. was to the girl isn't considered because we know how devastating that is for the girl. And that, that's why the, the boys are viol- uh, violated by their teachers. It's so overclouded by this. It's, and it's sad. It's sad to see that in our community because as much as they, they, don't, they don't even know it, as a 14-year-old kid, you don't know this, but... That experience will affect you and exactly. will affect your future sexual partners, and mm-hmm. it's it's yeah it's sad. It really is. It's upsetting. And I think it's a, it's a bit more complicated than that because uh, like there is uh, one thing that we consider as rape, and another thing is whether it really was rape. And my uh, understanding of rape if sex happens against the will of this person. Now, uh, all other cases, this this is getting a bit more complicated. So, like, for example, when you are under a certain age and you give full consent, you are still considered as being raped in front of the law. And yeah, I'm not sure I, I really agree with that because I think it can happen. It can happen. Like, of course, you have to physically reach sexual maturity. So that's, uh, that's my blind where, you know, like below that, it's pedophilia, it's unacceptable. That's where I do, draw the line. But after that, this is, uh, this is a much more complicated story because this, uh, this happens, yes, that somebody much older gets attracted to somebody much younger and vice versa. So if this is the case, like why are we saying that this was actually rape when there was clear consensus on both sides? Yeah, that's, but I think I, I think thing. no, I and I completely agree with you. But I think in the cases that we're speaking about, we're talking about underage, underage children, like mm-hmm. kids who are, in most cases, sixteen, right? In the UK, sixteen. I think in most countries, it's sixteen. Yeah, very little have. Yeah. yeah, so 
Well, in the case that I'm speaking about, I'm speaking about, yeah, under like 14, 13, 12, even like, yeah, like 12, I, I don't, I'm, I can't say I've seen any cases younger than 12. But um, yeah, those cases, I, I agree. You know, my mom, my mom is 25 years younger than my dad, but they met when mm. my mom was 30 something. So there is an age difference, but I don't, I, I wouldn't call that rape because they're two consenting right. adults, you know. Uh, but I, in the case that I was speaking about, and I think also you, was when we're talking about a professor, right? As somebody who's who is in their 30s, 40s, and is having, you know, sex with an underage kid, like a, right. a 15 or 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the cases where I would consider that rape without anything you can tell me. Like, you can tell me that this girl is in love with the teacher and the teacher can try to sell me that he's in love with the girl. But in in every way that I can see it is he is manipulating her yeah. one way or another. Actually, mm-hmm. in Hungary, just a few weeks, months ago, it turned out some summer children camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the name of the guy. Anyway, so he was organizing in the 80s, and I think maybe it was the beginning of 90s, he was organizing a lot of summer camp. And at this age, 12, 13, 14, and boys and girls were the victims and actually they just made a movie maybe on Netflix or mm-hmm. somewhere will be visible anyway so the point is that exactly what Nino you say that he created this atmosphere that you know uh, if he's paying attention yeah. mm-hmm. on someone that's a privilege mm-hmm. that's a VIP and with, with teachers so, it, it's often like exactly this. so the authority you know the the the, the god the God wants to meet with me mm-hmm. separately, not with the rest. Yeah. And exactly this is the point, which is not regarding the age, but because of the emotional maturity that mm. they don't recognize that actually it's, it's you know, they were just hypnotized. Yeah, with, with, manipulated. With exactly. Thank you. Yeah. This is the mm-hmm. word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's also important to like, because in, especially in schools, it might be difficult to talk about it. Not just about like, oh, if you have like someone from your peers, but like if you have this weird situation with a teacher, because it, uh, when like a teacher approaches a younger student, like what can, what can a student do? Because the first thing first, maybe it's not like, oh yeah, I can say no. But yeah, if I say no, then what, what's going yeah, to be Yeah, I get then? bad mark, mm-hmm. I will be fired from the school. Mm-hmm. And again, I need to underline the responsibility of the parents. Yeah. Because how many, seriously, how many cases we have seen in the news that even though that the boy or a girl, who cares, goes to the parents and explain that, listen, I think Mr. or Mrs. Professor touched me, talked to me. It was not like that. You are just hallucinating. He just likes you a lot. And they even, especially this teacher whom I was mentioning, even the parents invited him for family dinners mm-hmm. because he He's loves so cool. children so much. So even if they dare to speak out, it's just, you know, yeah. deaf ears. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. no, 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 you are just, just you know, figuring it out. Yeah. yeah, I think for sexual education in general, it would be very important to talk about these things and not just about how to use a condom, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. you have a baby. Yeah. But exactly. like, really, when is the limit? Where is the, the actual border that it's, if it's closed, and you should really consider that you should talk to someone because it's not normal, it's not healthy, it's not okay, and that you should, you know, really talk with someone. But and I include, think, sorry. Yeah, so like, <laughs> so like really talk with the kids about this because I think it's typically a thing that kids have to figure out by themselves. 
and really think about it or get traumatized that okay maybe maybe that was not really fun on that moment and to this story uh, about the fundamental communication which i would also include on those courses not to blame the victim yeah. yeah okay that's another thing which is super pissing me off if finally someone dares to speak out why now why not five years ago did you, you should no? have done it yeah. yeah and of course you were wearing too short skirt and you mm. drank too much and blah 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 like why the question is not that um and again doesn't matter of the gender that why is the question like why did he or she go home in that way mm. why it's not the question why that bastard had to attack you like you know like sometimes I'm, i feel we are sitting on the the other side of the horse with this first question mm-hmm. why yeah. did you wear short skirt no the question is why the guy thinks he can touch me mm-hmm. right that should be the automatism but it's still not 21st century good morning and it's still not the first question yeah. well i think what's uh, what's a real danger in victimization and uh, to set uh, a clear group who can be a victim and who cannot be a victim is to just um, to take all responsibility for the victims and put all responsibility for the victimizers so mm-hmm. i think that's the the gravest danger is what we what we are talking about here so that's why when it's i think there should be a lot of differentiations like are we talking about adults for example like if we are talking about adults of course this uh, victim and victimizer thing i don't think it's so clear, so much clear but if we are talking about younger ones and uh, older ones then i think it's it's uh, much clearer so that i think an older person should take more responsibility because of their experience and of course if they abuse this power that they have because of their more experience i think that's aggravating the the whole situation and another thing important thing that uh, that came into my mind is that actually when um, the, the psychologists who study pedophiles they actually uh, figured it out that the pedophiles go after the children who are more or less likely to cry out mm-hmm. to ask mm-hmm. for so help the silent ones the silent mm-hmm. ones exactly so that means that these uh, these children they actually don't didn't really learn how to communicate mm-hmm. how to act with adults etc and this is why uh, they become more likely uh, as um, as a victim mm-hmm. yes thank you very much as psychologist mm-hmm. as you said i would include oh. also more uh even nice. i know so that just, uh, wait, let me finish is that uh, and I, that's why i think it's important to start these conversations at the very early age mm-hmm. so that children actually recognize the signs that holy shit i'm being manipulated mm-hmm. so that they can actually stop because uh, children also have some power if, if especially if they are in big groups like like hey what is he doing mm-hmm. with you like uh-huh. uh, are you sure that you are fine with this uh-huh. So yeah. this is uh, you know like I'm, I'm not really because uh, when it's like okay like we have to punish the perpetrators and we have to help the victims and it's most of the cases not really like that I think I I like it more when you actually give or not really give the power like uh, empowerment is also like a too much used word but to to help people recognize that they actually mm-hmm. change Before. their situation mm-hmm. before anything happens. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's very difficult to to if you are ending up in such situation because you like it's very nice that you you have this this idea that it would be more important if you would recognize this situation but we can't really go across on those people who because it can happen that you recognize that this situation is is a bit tacky mm-hmm. but you just can't really you're just not on that mental capacity yet to to okay i think something is happening i think i should you know do something about this and this is why it's so terrible because it's not just for kids but also for other people that mm-hmm. you just don't have the capacity to 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 come out and i think we shouldn't really put people in this position that yeah you should have recognize mm-hmm. that it's bad no they know that it's a bad situation yeah it's about the the mental capacity to say that okay i i think i'm just leaving this situation. all i'm saying is I, punishment is not enough i, I think prevention is uh, is yeah. much more i agree i agree in the sense that it's difficult especially with young kids it's difficult to be able to give them the tools and they expect them to be able to recognize and use them to say this is not okay or what's happening here is not okay because um sadly to say the kids that get abused by the church in in the church mm-hmm. by the, the priests and such um they tend to be very young right they tend to mm-hmm. be very young and it's difficult for them to know especially when it's a as a figure that they 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 look up to that their yeah, parents look up mm-hmm. to yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they're told that they're heavens and whatever they tell them then then that's what they should be doing it's difficult for them in those cases to be able to determine okay this is actually wrong right i think that we should go back to a point you made earlier which was uh is the communication is to be able to communicate and and not have this uh relationship with your parents that you can only tell them what you think is okay you can only tell them what you think is going to make them happy but really be able to to have a connection with your parents with your older sister mm-hmm. with somebody in your family who you can just tell them everything that you're going through without the fear of being judged or without the fear of being I'm going to be told off I'm going to be uh a punished for this you know like I I understand the value behind grounding somebody but it's it, it teaches such a it, it secludes their the thinking of young children so much because the the, the way they start thinking is if I say this I'm going to be grounded I don't want to mm-hmm. be grounded so I'm going to keep that to myself so Yeah, I understand that we need to teach them to to, you know, be respectful or to teach them values, but it's difficult to do that because you're creating a, you know, a a bad a a blocker to for communication in your in your circle, in your family, in your kid. You know, yeah. if your kid thinks he's going to be grounded, he's not going to come and tell you, oh, hey, the person you look up to that we go to see every Sunday morning that tells us what Jesus wants us to do is abusing me. You don't mm-hmm. want to say that because they're going to think, first of all, they're going to think you're lying. So you're mm-hmm. grounded. So it's very and I think that's why it's so important to be able to teach them to communicate that, you know, you're there to listen to them and you will like treat them with respect and 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 and, and listen to them and and that's that's what it is as a as a kid if i was if i was treated like that where my my mom would listen to me when i came up with her with came up to her with with something that i'm going through then i would be much more open to do it rather than my first train of thought would be if i say that i'm grounded i would even go one step further so that i i think that children actually are looking for something that the parent that they don't find in their parents so, and probably that's why they are more prone to abuse they are more prone to this um, emotional manipulation mm-hmm. so like i think if there is a healthy family with a very clear 
uh, female part and a very, very clear male part that they can actually copy with an open communication, mm -hmm. then I think these problems, they, they will be much, uh, much less numerous. Like of course, violence will be always there. So that's like it's it's uh, it's a fairy tale that you can prevent all violence. And if we do that, we will be just living happily ever yeah. after. That's never going to happen. But you can prepare, I think. And I I would uh, I would uh, disagree with you only on one point, is that because the container is never going to be like that. There there is no going to be no fear. Like at, at one point in your life probably more than one point, mm -hmm. you will face fear, mm -hmm. right? So I think it's to speak up even if you are afraid. I think that's what would be the most important thing to learn mm -hmm. for everyone. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm super afraid. I have no fucking idea what is going to happen now, but hell, I just say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe it would be also interesting to include the parents in the sexual, sexual, sex education in general, because we are talking about kids, like, you know, they don't feel comfortable to reach out to their parents if something happens. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be, like, maybe worth it to have, like, a little catch-up with the parents that, you know, if, like, your kids is, you know, if, if something is happening and if the problem, the issue is in this field, then just, you know, do not answer with it, like, yeah, you are grounded. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think that, you know, like, the Sunday school teacher is touching me. No, he, 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 not. he doesn't, mm -hmm. he doesn't yeah, do yeah. that. So, and now you are mm -hmm. grounded. Like, no, to really encourage the, the communication, to not have this issue that, okay, I can't really tell it to my parents, so I will just maybe talk with a friend about it. And it's like you are in the same level of problem still. It, <laughs> you didn't really solve anything, but... Maybe it would be also interesting. That's too. why I would include, and sorry when I interrupted you, a school psychologist. We had none. Hmm. And I think it would be super useful if not with the parents or older brother or sister because what they can do then, and even without communication. I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but I think those who are working with children or teenagers, they should see even without words if something happens from the behavior okay i know teenagers are all wearing black and they are rebelling blah 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 so i'm not talking about this but perhaps maybe um they could point out without words some you know some exercises classes and you know just to listen the behavior and if someone is a bit of too silent yeah. or getting embarrassed or calling sick leave immediately when the session comes then it may be worth to you know pay attention in the long run yeah but i yeah. think usually if a school has a because our school it's magic i'm coming from a very small village but we did have a psychologist in school <laughs> of mm, one nice. with us and she was great but uh, usually i think if the school has a pedo pedagogist or a mm -hmm. psychologist usually they recognize if something is going on either at home with the kids or in the school because yeah. this is their job to pay attention to these kind of patterns that okay maybe mm -hmm. I should I should talk with her or make her draw something and figure out what's mm -hmm. going on because it's quite clear. The other hand, because also the teacher should have a basic understanding of this. In the other hand, I know that our teacher was horrible. Like uh, if someone get bullied, it's definitely your problem. <laughs> I remember I was bullied horribly and my teacher was like, well, you know, like shit happens. <laughs> like just roll with it. And we had a very sad issue. One of my um, classmates at the end of the elementary school, 
I think she had an abortion. She was uh, out of school for a long time. Uh, like when she came in, she was sick from the morning, so she mm. she just ran out of the class, and the teacher said. See, cause this is what happens if you sleep around. Oh, no And it's like, you know, it's, it's not helping. Like, and then, of course, the girl sleep was, like, out of school for, like, two or three weeks. And when she came back, like, she looked very bad. So yeah, it I was think like, bullying should be our next topic. <laughs> so it was, like, quite clear that, like, she is clearly going through on something. And our Gosh. teachers were just refusing to help. And they saw that it's, like, something with her body for sure, that, like, something that involves, like, some kind of sexual relation. But they were just like, hmm, yeah, you know, because she was sleeping around, now she's going to have an abortion. So, girls, let it be as a lesson. And uh, and it's, like, it doesn't matter how good is the psychologist on board with you if the teacher yeah. who should who's like spending the most time with the kid True. just you know not really educated in this thing or in this topic mm. we're not going to have a break so if our listeners wants to have a break just push the pause button and then <laughs> just come back to us because we are not going to push any buttons now no cigarettes for us we will so, just be in the mugs <laughs> <laughs> so talking about uh, abortion because this example that i just wrote like it's not even my story and it's traumatizing me like every time i think about this i feel so bad that mm-hmm. to get humiliated in front of your peers no one really helped i think it's just horrible and uh, now in Poland, we have some situation going on with abortion. I think in sex education, it would be very important also to talk about abortion and that it not happens if you are a slut and you're sleeping around mm. and that it's like from the, from the, from the Satan or something. And uh, I think it would be very interesting or crucial to educate people also on abortion, that it's, it's not a, like the worst scenario, but it's an option. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about this topic? I, my, my opinion is very, very, like, you know, I, I don't think I can, uh, compromise on this, on this, uh, opinion. I do not think that the government should have a power to tell us what to do with our bodies. Like, this is simple, it's as simple as that. And I understand that some people might think that, you know, the value of life, the value of, of family, etc., etc. I get it. I do understand that. But it's our body is we have the control over it and nobody should be able to tell me what I can do or cannot do with my own body because they don't control that. You can you can charge me taxes for the money that I earn, sure. You can charge me uh, taxes to help with the rest of the community, sure. But my body is my body and I don't think, and especially in the case of women, I don't think anybody should be telling them what they can or cannot do. I get the value of life, I do. And I believe personally that if if it's in the case that it was a mistake, you know, you had sex, the condom broke, but you had sex without condom and shit like that. And it just so happens that you, that you're, that you're pregnant. Look, okay. You shouldn't have an abortion. Okay. It was a mistake. It was a stupid mistake, but you shouldn't, if you want to, you could, should have the option to do it, but you should be told that, okay, you're going to deal with it. Right. It's what's the worst that can happen. You're going to get through it. You're going to have a kid. You're going to grow. Sure. You're going to be a parent at a younger age, but you should still have the option. If it's a rape situation, or if it's the case of a, of a of a, of the baby is in danger, or the baby's putting the mother in danger, then you know again you should have the option to do it. If it's, if you're gonna die giving birth, then you shouldn't have to go through that. If the kid's gonna be born with too many defects that he's not gonna be able to live a life happy and he's gonna be suffering for the rest of his life, then he should be aborted. There's no reason that you need to bring a child into the life when he's gonna be in pain for the rest of his life. So. 
Uh, I'm very like I, that's that's honest my honest opinion. I have a very close friend who uh, became pregnant uh, from from a from a, a, a mishap, right? And she decided to have an abortion, and luckily she's in a country where that is possible. And so she went through the case, and it's sad to see because the way that politicians sell abortions is like women are having abortions, big, like it's fun. Like it's, yeah, like a hobby yeah, every Sunday, yeah. like, just for fun. Exactly. Like every time <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get pregnant, I'm gonna go yeah. and have an abortion because it's, it's just like another a Sunday. Method. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And my friend was scarred from the, the from the, the from having an abortion because it was such a painful thing that she went through. It was difficult on her. It was uh, it, it, like meant like mentally and physically it was heavy. And it's not something that I like. She even told me like if I got pregnant again. I'm not going to have another abortion. Even if it happens as a mistake or if it's not, I'm not going to do it because it was so scarring for me that I can't go through this again. And yeah, she actually just had a kid and, and the kid's about, Aww. it's going to be turning one year old now. And sure, it happened again. She was stupid. It is. And I told her, you're stupid because she got pregnant again. But look, she's not going to have a second abortion because she was so scarred from the mm-hmm. first one. This is not something that they do for fun. This is not something that a woman's going to be okay with doing it every time. And... It's really upsetting to see that politicians, that's how they sell it. They sell it as, oh, women love having abortions. Women have abortions like it's, you know, fun. And it's not. It's just uh, very interesting to see that really how they they do this war propaganda about it. Because Mm -hmm. I think if you're facing an unplanned pregnancy, it's already there is a big decision to make. So you're like, Mm -hmm. you as a woman already have to make a very difficult decision. And if you decide to, okay, I, I will go through abortion it never something that oh yeah jolly mood i'm mm-hmm. gonna get an abortion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no it's already difficult enough you just shouldn't push people to even be in a worse situation that now i see i can't have this baby mm-hmm. i see i can't i don't want to have because it's not even that i can't i don't want to have this baby mm-hmm. end of the story and you know this this very catchy phrase that if you don't have a bomb don't have an opinion about abortion because it's not your baby it's not your body and that's why I think, especially now, if you think... How about the me, father, though? You said it's not your baby. If the father is in the picture. But I think yeah. it's still at the Many end of the day. If the Even if the father wants the baby, but the, the woman doesn't want to have it. At the end of the day, it's still her body. Hmm. You know? And can, I think can she ask for support? Like, for example, you say, okay, man, shut up. It's my baby, so I have a decision. Should the man be... Um, obligated to support the woman even if the man didn't want uh, I think, the baby I think we're I think we are uh, by ha- by putting it that black and white we are forgetting about one thing that when in most cases when women want to have an abortion it is either something happened uh, like it was rape or, or whatever mm. or it was a case where you know it was a mishap the condom broke or they didn't use a condom but in in those cases is either one or two things one they're in a relationship and you have the support of your partner to be like okay whatever your decision is let's think about this let's let's talk about it let's see what's going like what can we do but if in the case, in, in most cases where women are getting abortions, they don't have that support. Yeah. They mm-hmm. don't have the guy. Yeah, exactly. My friend, for example, she was she was with this guy. But the minute she got pregnant, he told her, I don't want anything to do with this. Like, mm-hmm. leave yeah. me out of it. And it's most cases, it's like that. And in the cases... But how do you know that? I mean, it feels like an assumption. Not no, really because like, um... because, it, because it's the reality of it. Like, if you think, mm. if you think about most women that go to abortion clinics, are they alone? Yeah. 
They don't even go with their parents. They don't go with a guy because they're alone. And that's the reality of it. When they do have that partner who is there, who is who has that same responsibility on his shoulders where he's like, fuck, okay, we fucked up. What are we going to do? Then in most cases, I, believe, I, I would say in most cases, obviously I'm, I'm making an assumption like you're saying. Yeah. In most cases... They, they won't have the abortion because they know they have that support because, yeah. okay, I'm not alone and I can do this. And yes, mm-hmm. and even in that case, if, if it's an unplanned one, if you have like a reliable partner, mm-hmm. you just did it like, yeah, okay, so we're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems all right. Okay. But yeah, most people who I think who, who actually go to, to get an abortion, they are alone. And, and, just and that's why to, it's dangerous. Just to confirm the assumption or not, five or six cases I know among closer or wider friends uh, in one case there was the boy who wanted to keep Mm -hmm. all the rest disappeared one night stand actually you were my mistress or or yeah just simply break up because we are still too young in one case it happened when the girl was like no and the boy was yeah 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 and you know why the girl was no because actually it was an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And she said that I don't want to carry the child in any way I wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. But she knew that if she would have the baby because of the pressure, yeah. it would be even more hard. And since then they broke up so she could escape and so on. But just to make this statistic maybe a bit... Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, I think it's obviously like... I, I think we can easily do a research about this. I think it would be... Mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't be anything that would take us a long time. Uh, but I think it is safe to assume mm. that most women that go through abortions, they do not have the support from their families or from the from the from this yeah from the partner. It's, it, mm. it is that's the reality of it because you know a lot of guys when it happens as a misplan, the first thing that they think about mm. is running as getting away as po- as far as possible and when it's not when they don't it's because the relationship is you know is stable as you think you gotta think about it like okay i'm not gonna carry it for nine months but damn i'm gonna be here for those nine mm-hmm. months to help her with it and in those mm-hmm. cases it's it, it yeah in not all of the cases the girl might be okay yeah let's have it sure i can i can accept that but in 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 the cases that you know and in, in the other cases he, she's gonna be more comfortable with the idea okay we're well, going to be a parent at 16 17 whatever but i'm not alone in this mm-hmm. and if it so happens which does happen and in the latin community it happens a lot where after the child is born a while later they separate sure but she had that support when she mm-hmm. was pregnant and i think mm-hmm. i think that the support when she's pregnant is crucial because again she's already in a situation when she found out she's pregnant she the world collapsed Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine what it is to have to take a pregnancy test and look at it and think, oh shit, I'm pregnant, because after that second, that woman is never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. And let me here please underline, because luckily now more or less we talked about that the baby is born, and you know, assuming that healthy, even if they are 16 years old, the parents, but you know, they have a baby and life goes on. But here, the super crucial point in Poland now, they banned when literally would die in five minutes after Mm. delivery. So to put healthy mom and dad, to put in this situation, to carry nine months, maybe just five, because anyway, would be a miscarriage. But put in this, a woman body, and after you need to deliver, and I'm, I'm terribly sorry, with all my respect, I'm saying this, which is not capable to live 
And after five minutes, you are just standing there in the incubator and thank you. This this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. In that case, when it's healthy baby, mom will yeah. have, dad will have, everyone can have their own feeling. But this point when provenly incapable little fetus, which is not even a baby and won't be ever a baby, to yeah. say, no, you have to carry this yeah. little something. Especially that it's even, it even puts the mother no. in, in danger because if exactly. you like to, to really go through on this. Yeah, and if the mom has another three healthy children and a husband mm-hmm. and the fourth not to give, the fourth would be super, super, super sick. Can I also give my considerations? Sure. Because... Um, my my position is that uh, abortion should be avoided. You know, I think it's um, when when it comes to to a decision, whether it's the mother or the baby. I think that's the the only reason why an abortion should happen. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion, and this is uh, I think um, I, I also agree with you that it's very unfortunate that it this topic has become super political. Mm. So that if you are on the right side, then you are anti-abortion. If you are on the left side, you are pro-abortion. And this is just uh, you know like these are playing. This is playing with life, you know, just to gain with some political power. Yeah. And for me, this is absolutely unacceptable. And How I about think rape? Uh, I, will, I will get to that. Well, um, well, rape, you know, that's um, my assumption answers your question, I think. So that uh, I think rape is not really the, uh, the fault of the baby. So that you are punish, punishing a baby for somebody else's... Uh, then you are punishing the woman. Yeah. Um, no, okay. <laughs> then, um, then let's go uh, to that argument, whether it's... Um, I also agree that you have to have the own right to decide about your body, but a baby is not really the body of the woman. It's in the body of the woman, fair enough, but that's a baby. That not is, yet, wait, that wait, is, that's, that's why that the time limit. That is going to be a human being or right not. after that. Of course, and it's, uh, I don't think that, uh, that a mother gets to decide about life and death. Because, okay, if, uh, if we are talking about like that, then we are saying that, okay, so am I going to have this right to decide about whether I kill my baby or not? And you I already think call is... a baby. It's not a baby yeah. yet. Like, we just arrived, I think, to the biggest, biggest point of this, uh, this debate. That is like, usually this is the main... When the fight starts. Yeah, that <laughs> if it's like, that if... You killed your baby, or is it a decision about your body, or you make the decision towards someone else's body because the baby is already a third Yeah, I think, and, yes. and what needs to be highlighted here, and obviously this changes for a lot of people, is when do you consider the fetus a baby? Yeah. That's and that's what you're that's getting to, and I get that, and I, yeah. and I, and yeah, again, it, everybody would have their own opinion. My, I, what I can sense from you is that you consider a baby the minute it is conceived. Yes. Right. In my case, for example, I consider it a baby once it's developed a brain. Mm-hmm. Because prior to that, First then it's beat. just, uh, yeah, it's just DNA mashing together, right? But again, this is not about changing your point of view, but it is about that. And and it's difficult because, again, it's before it's developed, before the, the <clears throat> fetus develops uh, to a certain stage, you can't tell what the state, what, what kind of life, you can't, you know predict what, how well it will develop, how well it will live. 
And by that stage, it might already be too late to save the mother or to save the baby, uh, whatever you want to call it at that stage. But yeah, it's very crucial to be able to determine that. And I do get what you're saying where a mm-hmm. person shouldn't be able to determine whether somebody lives or dies. And, it, you know, it's, it's the same kind of like scenario that you can that you can paint when we're talking about euthanasia or when we're talking mm-hmm. about killing somebody up straight in the street with a gun or whatever. We shouldn't have that power. You're right. Or death penalty. Right, exactly. Or the death penalty. And in that sense, I, I agree with you. I completely do agree with you. We shouldn't have that power. But I think... It, in my personal opinion, in regards to abortion, it shouldn't. It obviously, I'm not trying to change your opinion, but uh, it shouldn't be considered can, a baby. That's, that's no, of course, here. exactly, that's, exactly. Yeah. It shouldn't be considered a baby until it develops a brain, because prior to that, it has no feelings, it has no, no, uh, no senses. Actually, know? here I need to interrupt. Sure. Even that, I would like to keep the mm-hmm. option for women, but uh, there is a movie which I've never dared to see. I think in English the title is Silent Scream. Mm-hmm. It's super, super old one. And it's actually uh, showing an abortion. Just like, you know, with the flowers, they also prove that when you go with the scissor, like tiny, tiny, the flower tries to uh, mm-hmm. move actually. And this is what this movie shows. Right. That instinctly that little cell mass is uh, trying to, you know, so in that way, I need to sure, interrupt. No, that but then at the same, already... you can make that argument. You can make the argument about a lot of things, and most yeah. of that stuff is just unconscious senses. For example, you can cut the head of a chicken, and the body will still uh, run yeah, around, yeah, and you can't say that that thing is feeling anything because he's not. The brain is disconnected from the body; he's not feeling anything, but he's still mm-hmm. running around because those are nerves acting. So, I mean, yeah, okay, I, I see your point, but it's just it's I don't see the reason why we should put a a life in danger for another, if that makes sense. Especially with these kind of uh, presentations, it's also, it doesn't really matter how many times you're going to show these kind of videos to someone who's just about to have an abortion. Because if the person wants to have an abortion, then the person... But you know that they will Mm -hmm. try to convince you? Not just here, yeah, but yeah, there's the procedure. There's the procedure you need to, to go talk. through yes. like and three, think, four sessions. Are I think sure? that's great. Yeah, actually it great. is. If you really want actually to have an abortion, if, you, if, this, if there is no other ways, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think even after these sessions, if the mother still feels that, no, I, I don't want to have this, then that's it. End of mm-hmm. the story. Then the, the, she should get she should have the right to have it i think that the 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 procedure in many countries which is you have to get the you have to get the 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 opinion of two doctors Mm -hmm. and you have to go through like a free course uh, thing where you yeah they try to convince you or they're trying to explain to you what will happen to you and what can be prevented you know having the child i think that's great because again you're giving the option you're Mm -hmm. putting them in a situation where okay we we hear you we hear what you want to do but look, there is other things, right? And it's not a straight up no. Like, exactly. it's not a straight, you don't have that option. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, yeah, I think that I think that should be really the the norm, to put yeah, it that way. I also way. think that this is what the question is about more. It's not about, like, yay, abortion. It's more exactly. about uh, having the option. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like you and said... I know that, uh, just, just one more thing sure, to sure. add, add that, uh, there is, uh, if I remember the number correctly, there are, like... 100,000 illegal abortions in Poland yeah, every year, some, something like this. 
and this is this is really fucked up and what what it shows is that there is clearly a problem in a society that both parties try to to sweep under mm-hmm. the carpet because when when i only look at the political case i think this abortion law is used as a red herring so mm-hmm. that i know that there's going to be huge emotions stirred up with this law i will make this law and i just throw it to the people so that they talk about it and i can do something in the mm-hmm. background while they are rioting mm-hmm. because the political parties i don't think they really give a shit about women babies or whoever they yeah. just give you a rubber bone to chew on exactly. until they do their shady things and i think this is really a huge huge poison in the society and this is why we are not really be able to have a um, really mature conversation about the issue like uh, in, uh, apart from the four of us obviously <laughs> which yeah. is uh, which is very nice and what what i think what what could be really helpful is again communication so just to learn you know that's uh, when when you are for example in a sexual relationship with somebody what are the things to consider and for example i i started tantra this year and uh, they give you ideas what to talk about before engaging with uh, somebody in a sexual relationship and one of the things that okay like we are using protection etc but what, what happens if, if mm-hmm. you get pregnant and by you it's mostly the lady right so <laughs> so like what happens and i think like this is a really important thing to mm-hmm. do because people are safe. really afraid of sex they are really insecure mm-hmm. about it they get drunk yeah let's fuck and they don't really think about the consequences mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 And about consequences, sorry, I need to add, not just the number of the illegal abortion will rapidly increase, but also going to Czech, going to Germany. And I think all of us are aware what happened, I think, in the end of 80s or maybe 90s. Sorry if I'm mistaken. In Romania, okay, there is even documentary about it, the orphan houses in Romania, because mm. also they had this kind of move like uh, more babies and you know whatever happens you need to deliver the baby anti-abortion whatever you think and thousands ten thousands hundred amazing number of orphans in Romania they were born because yeah no one needed them no one wanted them and this is and this is uh, uh, once you take away the if you're considering the situation where rape has led to this I, I I can't blame a woman who has the child because she's forced to and then doesn't want that child exactly. because what she's going to yeah. be rem- like reminded every of every day and it's every like day. you know from the same, like from the very first moment she's keep telling to everybody that I don't want to have this baby mm-hmm. I don't want and then if if she abandons it's like oh because you didn't want to have it yeah like exactly yeah I was telling this is like nine I'm, month you know Yeah and and that's exactly and that's exactly my point where this child is going to have a horrible life as as nice as orphan houses can try to be which most cases yeah. they don't and they're not um they're going to have a terrible life going from one foster home to another having living a life where they never have somebody who loves them you know growing up to be possibly in most cases a a a, a bad person for society because of how they've grown up and it's not mm-hmm. their fault sadly you know and and i agree with you completely in the sense that this shouldn't be a political debate and it's really sad that it's such a, it is it is so strongly especially for countries such as poland where 
politicians use it, like you said, like a red herring. And 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 yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if if they're doing this right now to to do something shady in the back and get away with something else that you know they know they wouldn't be able to get away with. And look at like I saw pictures yesterday from Warsaw. There's thousands and thousands of people on the street, and sure, most of them are wearing masks. But let's not forget that we're currently yeah. in a pandemic that is <laughs> killing people, and we have thousands and thousands of people on the street that could have easily been avoided. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. So what my position is altogether is that I think we are we all agree that uh, that abortion is not a fantastic thing. No. It's like quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. So that instead of convincing ourselves that it's a great thing. I would like to just uh, point at what is it that we can do to avoid it. Yeah. Because if we accept this number, 100,000 every year, ille- illegal abortions, but I don't know, like, is, is that all rape? I, no, I yeah. Think no, it's not yeah, 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 yeah. to interrupt you, but you also have to, to think about it that when you make illegal to have abortion, like in the general case that you just don't want to keep the baby. Mm-hmm. Like it's it never really going to solve any kind of problem. Mm-hmm. It's just going to trigger to have more illegal abortion mm-hmm. and you just put, mm-hmm. especially yeah. poor people on the risk. Because if yeah. you are rich, you just go to the Czech Republic and you get an abortion there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the, the source for that, you're going to get... Or even worse, the baby will land under bushes or trash bin or yes. in the toilet, and, as yeah. we and have seen and heard millions of and cases let's not, like Let's that. not forget that the, the illegal methods of abortion also all, most, more, uh, most of the time also lead to the death of the woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you just put more poor people in a risk and poor mm-hmm. women in a risk yeah. just because you decided that uh, abortion is illegal. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah, prevention. I never said that, uh, that I'm for banning abortions. Is that uh, what, what I'm just saying is that, you know, like how, how to avoid, like how yeah. to really I, help people to, to be born yeah. instead of like, yeah, like, let's keep I those think, babies because I'm a leftist yeah. and no this is my body. The thing is, no, literally many people And I think to go to your point where, you know, where we have like very extreme views where the right is super against abortion and the left is super pro-abortion, I think it's... And it's it's kind of like um, in, in a way similar to the situation in the U.S. where we have people who are pro guns and, and and against guns, mm-hmm. right? And it, it's it shouldn't be a matter of whether you should allow it or not allow it. It should be a matter of okay, it should be an option. And if it is, then there should be regulations around it, right? It mm-hmm. shouldn't be a case where just any woman can walk into a, a clinic and get an abortion right away. Okay. If you want to make regulations about it to make yourself feel better, and in do the US, it. For because... example, there is an industry that is built on it that mm-hmm. is like convincing women to come and take abortions exactly. because it's oh my like. Oh gosh, no, no, no. In the US, yeah, like these clinics exist. I think let's not blame the US here. I think the United States is such a radical shit show. Yeah. So like if you really want to bring like very bizarre examples you just go and bring some examples from the states <laughs> yeah. you're going to have it yeah. but like we talk about like a basic knowledge or like a basic approach of the topic that it should be not even pro-abortion because you are not voting for everybody yeah. should mm-hmm. have an abortion but like more like yeah. pro-choice that yeah. you can have an, op- an, op- an option yeah. to think about it like what would you really like to do and what I would like to talk about is that why there are so many abortions, like legal exactly. or illegal. I think that's the main question. Yeah. Like yeah. why? 
Like if you want to stop it, like if you want to, if you want to tackle the numbers of abortions, like you're saying, it should be a matter of looking at it way earlier, way mm -hmm. before the woman is put in that situation. So, for I example, agree. sex education—that exactly. should be the first. Exactly. Probably, I mean, I don't speak Polish. I don't know what's the level here. Maybe not the best as well, uh, especially like in Hungary. So I'm just assuming that not in big cities, but more like in the countryside, let's say, yeah, less educated do, yeah. people. No, yeah. no, no. As well, a uh, financial reason can be, if yeah. you say, why so many? Because mm -hmm. anyway, if someone has three or four or five, you know, could be yeah. difficult to, to so give food uh, to you know. a sixth one. What yeah. else? Um, neither in Hungary, neither here in Poland, none of the protections are for free. Mm -hmm. The yeah. pills, what women mm -hmm. need to take, first of all, uh, full of hormone. Okay, fine. You want to be safe, right? Um, and mostly we pay for that. Okay, it's fine. And yeah, it's not a cheap thing, <laughs> I need to say. Yeah. So again, someone who is not so well educated and yeah. doesn't have the money to buy the pills, or I've also heard case here in Poland that actually the gynecologist, because he was so Christian, that he refused the referral to have the pill oh, yeah. so yeah. that's the prevention thing that again start from the fundamentals that even if a girl or a boy they are prepared they want to be together they don't want to have a baby even a healthy or an unhealthy and it's not a rape relationship everything goes fine oops the condom broke mm -hmm. Uh, and there is one other option, I think, also here in Poland, which unfortunately I can confirm it's not fun. The so-called emergency 72 hours of tablet. Uh -huh. mm. I don't know if you can actually get it. And here. I'm you not can. sure. Yeah, I'm not sure this, here yeah. in Poland. So it's, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> in right. in Hungary, you can, which you can. is not easy. Yeah. Also, but like not make easy. It accessible because exactly. even if you can get it, if it's difficult to get it. You have seven exactly, hours yeah. to get it. Like Super you, difficult to get it and time is ticking. So and 72, not to mention not the eyes, to not to mention the eyes, what you get at the night clinic when right. you run there that I need it now. Right. I don't okay. know, have, have you been in this situation? I, I've been in this situation He's still once. back in Hungary, I was. Okay, yes. I was in Poland still and it was, Hungary, it was, was quick, it was quite discreet. Um, it probably you were guys lucky. So that could be another reason that even these 72 hours are, maybe people are not aware of that. So there were no campaign or education. Yeah. I mean, and trust me, it's not something what needs to should have a campaign. Okay, mm. that's, that's the, 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 the worst horrible nightmare what a woman can imagine. But at least an option, right? So mm. again, you can choose. But let's say the... Problem happened, okay? So 72 hours, etc., etc., etc. And again, as we said, and probably I'm just summarizing now up, that we don't say it's an awesome thing and women do yeah. it for fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. And still, when her life should, can be in danger or super, super not livable little fetus was born, it should be a matter of decision of the woman and ideally the man that, yeah. okay, are we going for it or not? But mm -hmm. to completely say that, no, you have no option. It's in any human rights for yeah. me. It's a super no-go. And for me, just a little, you know, quick turn back to, to the peers. I think it's also like the day after peer. The problem is that, okay, you can get it. But I think if, at that point, if you have to actually get a prescription for it, it's not super accessible in that moment. 
Yeah, on Sunday I evening. A, I need good a, luck yeah. to find I anyone. Yeah. Once I went to the. Uh, to it the was Sunday. Sorry, it's It's already like why to have this kind of distance when you already know that yes, I I fucked it up. I really need this pill, and then I have to talk with the doctor. I have to get the prescription, even if I can get it in the next day. It's still a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's not accessible. I mean, their their argument, the doctor's argument was, and I can actually accept this, that is such a huge dosage of hormones that uh, they actually need to observe the woman yeah. for at least one hour after she took the pill, right. so just to see what happens if she can. Yeah, take in Hungary it, they don't do it, etc. Yeah. Because I, I also I've also heard that that pill is, is not a pill that you should take yeah. more than a couple of times. Exactly. Oh, yeah, oh, no. like yum 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 yum. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not a contraception. It's not a exactly. candy. Yeah. yeah. But for example, I had this lucky situation in France, but in France, it's really just in Sunday, pharmacy stores are open, you go, you say that you need the day after pill, they give you and they say, and no yeah, one ask anything yeah, and just go be home. careful because, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. a bit, uh, heavy. you know, if you feel weird yeah. or if you feel, you know, then you just call an ambulance because, mm-hmm. you know, but that's it. And it's not super expensive. So even if someone from a family that it's like, she doesn't have too much money, she can still afford it. She, you know, just go in, say that, yes, I need it. Okay, here you go. And mm-hmm. we're not going to ask you questions and like, yeah, we have to, you know, take care about this. No, like, if you already know that, that you need it, just so make the, it accessible. So the prevention and all those uh, numbers to decrease, we said that we don't like the fact that politics took this topic. Yeah. I need to blame it back. Yes, politics, politicians and politics should solve those education and accessibility etc 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 then if everything is super fine everyone is educated everyone can access the anti-baby pill and 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 everyone for free they are giving condoms even in the countryside and still there are teenagers well (laughs) shit happens but until those you know the frame the environment is not ready just the end result to punish. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Let's start yeah. from the basics. And then then if okay. someone makes, sorry, but even if someone is stupid and make a mistake, I think just let's not punish the person. For the yeah, but about the numbers that, you know, yeah. Gabor asked, that why yeah, the numbers yeah, yeah. are so high and what could lead to I, reduce yeah. it. In, in essence, I think we can, we can all agree that it's not a black and white, no. you know, conversation. And it's not as politics painted where it's, you know, you're either pro-killing something or exactly. against killing something is really something that you need to look at, you know, in a lot more detail than just that. Yeah. And the more they forbid something, and I don't want to, next to the bullying for the <laughs> next topic, I don't want to bring here another interesting about a weed, for mm-hmm. example, is the same. They forbid, of course people still triggers. get it. So yeah. the point is that uh-huh. forbid something completely, it won't resolve the problem. No. Yes. Just like, you know, like in the 20s, and sorry, America, in the 20s, <laughs> like, you know, the, the alcohol ban, did it resolve the problem? No, oh. the mafia and the illegal alcohol places, they yes. had their yeah. high life. So the thing is that, which I don't like in general here in Eastern Europe, including Hungary, if there there is homeless question, okay? Mm-hmm. If there are issues which we cannot or we don't want to handle. Solution, ban it. Yeah, Yeah, sweep it under the carpet. Problem solved, right? And that's with everything. And I feel the same here, that they cannot cope with the environment, what we discussed and with this number, and that the richer ones are going to check. 
Okay, I will ban it. Problem yeah. solved. I think it's I think it's, I, it's it's dangerous though going into that type of thinking because you know any everything that is banned isn't necessarily mm-hmm. something that you can just unban and you'll be fine. Like, what, like exactly. for example, when we're talking about weed, sure, it's a it's a almost harmless drug, right? Almost because if at an excessive level, then you know it's a problem. Same with alcohol. Alcohol is legal, but it's, sure. it's illegal. But when, Did it disappear? You know, no. Good we, morning. But 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 we have to be careful about that about that kind of thinking because there are things that are banned that are illegal that cannot be made legal and with like when we're talking about a level drugs that those are things that you can yeah, never don't make say legal. that heroin no, 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 should I know. be you know <laughs> thrown around I mean, <laughs> just in the way that in the way that it was painted just I mean, there it can be, like, you just, know. We, we need to learn to live with it and that exactly. takes a lot of no. time yeah and when it, when it comes to abortion what uh, what i see as an underlying problem and this is uh, again is my assumption so i don't really have uh, anything to support this just my feeling is that um, it's, it's probably in Poland Catholicism because uh, when, when you are a teenager, what they tell you is that don't have sex until you are married. Mm-hmm. But we have all been teenagers. This wasn't really blah, an blah. option for us, I guess. <laughs> so, and yeah. uh, like if, even if you believe in God, I, that's, that's the number one thing that yeah. I would question. Like, why do you care? It's like, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's uh, about two persons, yeah, so that we really want to be with each other. Why can't we? Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. why couldn't we find means that we can actually do this instead of just saying no sexuality? Because uh, to get to know a person, sexuality is, I think, really important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before marriage especially. And what's the result? Well, politics and religion is just you know yeah it's uh, at at, at this moment is is the same thing and just uh, just just to conclude so so I think like this is when just um, yeah like the teenagers and young adults they just cannot really keep it and they don't want to and I don't see any reasons why they would want to and why they would have to Mm -hmm. and this is I think what we could solve in the longer run with better communication and better education to really make people understand that they have options and what they are doing is absolutely fine. So this is going to be our final thoughts. We, <laughs> at the end, it became a very long and very interesting conversation. So guys, I hope that you carry on with us and that you listen and you have like some interesting nits and bits in this conversation. And I would like to thank you for you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank guys. you very much. See us talk. Bye.